0: Chapter five of Grace Harlow's fourth year at Overton College by Jessie Graham Flower This Librivox recording is in the public domain. Chapter five A Declaration of War The October twilight had fallen before the two girls finished their walk. When Patience opened her door she did not at first glance see the huddled figure crouched close to the window. A sound, half sob, half sigh, caused her to cross the room in an instant who are you and what is the trouble were her blunt questions the girl buried her face in her arm and made no answer get up commanded patience an imperative note in her voice that caused the girl to half struggle to her feet then sink sobbing to her old position this won't do at all remonstrated patience you mustn't sit here stop crying instantly She purposely made her voice coldly unsympathetic, with a view toward summoning the weeper's pride to her aid. It had the desired effect. The girl rose from the floor and stumbled toward the door, her head still hidden on her arm. With a cry of, Why, it is Miss Rule, Patience sprang forward and caught the girl by the hand. You poor child! What has happened to make you cry so? Please don't sympathize with me, Miss Elliot, or I'll break down and cry again. It isn't anything in particular. I'm just a silly goose, that's all. Miss West promised to be here this afternoon, and I've been waiting for her ever since half-past four. I suppose she forgot all about it. Miss Rawl made a valiant attempt to smile. Please tell her I was here, and, and was very sorry I didn't see her. Her lip quivered like that of a grieved child. Patience turned on the light, then went over to where Miss Rawl stood. Do you wish me to give you a piece of good advice? she asked with abrupt frankness, placing her hand on the girl's shoulder. "'Yes?' responded Miss Rawl in a half-hearted manner. "'Then don't leave any word for Miss West, and don't put yourself within speaking distance of her for at least a week. "'But I can't do that. She wouldn't understand—' "'All the better for you,' cut in Patience's crisp voice. "'You are very fond of Miss West, aren't you?' Miss Rawl nodded. She's so bright and clever, and says such smart things, and can write. I adore cleverness. I am not a bit clever. I work dreadfully hard to keep up in my classes, but Kathleen is actually brilliant, and besides, she took me to the sophomore reception. The tall girl listened gravely to this enthusiastic tribute to her captious roommate. Very good reasons, she agreed. Still, I wish you'd try to do what I just suggested. Miss West is like a great many other clever people she doesn't appreciate what is easily won. A deep flush overspread Miss Rawls' face. An angry light leaped into her blue eyes. Then, meeting Patience's calm glance, she said slowly, Do you mean that I force myself upon her? In a measure, yes, was the cool reply. You are very fond of her, and she knows it. Consequently, she doesn't value your friendship half as highly as though she weren't sure of it. You must meet her on your own ground, and make her realize that you are of as much importance in the world as she. It may be hard at first, but it will be best for both of you. Miss West stands in need of a friend, and I am sure you will be loyal to her. How nice of you to say so, returned Miss Rawle, brightening. I thought I was angry with you for saying what you did about my forcing myself upon Kathleen. Time not. I'm not. I am going straight home now, and I'll do as you say. Would you mind if I were to come and see you some time?" And won't you take luncheon with me some day at Vinton's? Patience smilingly acquiesced to both eager requests, and little Miss Rawl descended the steps of Wayne Hall and set off for Livingston Hall, where she lived, looking anything but sorrowful. I'll try her way, she planned as she sped along through the soft fall darkness. It's worth trying. But I wonder what made her say that Kathleen stood in need of a friend. After Miss Rawl had departed, armed and equipped with her newly-born independence, Patience smiled whimsically to herself as she brushed her long, fair hair, rebraided it, and wound it around her head. It was a coiffure she had recently adopted at Elfreda's suggestion, and it went far toward softening the severe outline of her face. "'I didn't come to college to play mentor to anyone,' she said half aloud, "'nor to give advice for that matter perhaps i should not have told miss Rawl to stay away from kathleen it isn't really any of my business wouldn't she be angry if she knew Shall i tell her no i don't believe i will during a season of adoration miss Rawl is indiscreet enough to tell her then that is a different matter but i don't believe she will patience had just finished doing her hair when the object of her monologue appeared in the door and after a quick survey of the room stepped inside was Miss Rawl here? she asked abruptly. Yes, answered patience noncommittally. I'm glad I wasn't. She is such a frightful bore. What did she say? She asked me to tell you she was here and was very sorry she missed you. I'm very glad I missed her, declared Kathleen with a shrug. Deliver me from crushes of her sort at least. There are several girls in the freshman class who look rather interesting, but they're evidently not anxious to know me she added, her face darkening. "'Whose fault is it?' asked Patience pointedly. "'Not mine,' retorted Kathleen with asperity. Then, turning upon Patience, she said, in a voice shaking with sudden anger, "'What do you mean by asking me such a question? I did not realize the insult it contained, or I wouldn't have answered you.' "'I did not intend to be insulting,' said Patience, "'but candidly I think you are to blame for whatever attitude the girls here maintain toward you. Then again you do not value your friends. For instance, there's little Miss Rawl, who is really fond of you. Yet you are continually running away from her. If I were Miss Rawl, I would let you severely alone. You don't deserve her friendship. You don't and can't appreciate it. Kathleen stared at Patience in an angry amazement. No one had ever before spoken to her quite so plainly. Then she found her voice. I think you are not only insulting, but impertinent and meddlesome as well i suppose miss raw complained to you because i didn't keep my engagement with her and you thought it your duty to take me to task for it understand once and for all you are not to interfere in my affairs i shall answer to no one for my actions i did not choose you for a roommate you were the last girl i would choose i won't stand being criticized and lectured at every turn save your criticisms for those who are silly enough to take them seriously but don't imagine for an instant that what you may think or say carries the slightest weight with me Before Patience could frame a reply, the newspaper girl had rushed from the room, slamming the door with a vehemence that fairly shook the walls. She did not return to her room until after dinner, and then only long enough to slip into her coat and hat. During that brief moment she neither spoke to nor noticed Patience, who went quietly on with her studying as though nothing had happened. Kathleen's outburst had made no impression upon this calm-faced girl, but Patience's all too truthful words had sunk deeper into the newspaper girl's mind than she cared to admit chapter five recording by ashley jane